Today on City Cash Chicago, being a new teacher is already a tough job. The lesson plans, the assessments, the new environment, I can remember those nightmares and headaches. But being a new teacher during the pandemic is something else entirely. Okay, so I was a TA. I was a bus driver, then a TA. And I was like, oh, I got this. I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> but you don't know what you're getting into until you get in that first year of teaching. You're like, what? We talk with a veteran teacher on what could help rookie teachers succeed and a rookie on what this year has been like. Today is Thursday, May 6th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. Chicago officials continue to announce festivals coming back this summer. That includes Taste of Chicago to go and Chicago Summer Dance. Now, the Protect Chicago Music Series is new, and you have to bring your CDC Vax card. The real one, people. No bootlegs. The Cook County State's Attorney Office is still cleaning up his mess after a prosecutor falsely said 13-year-old Adam Toledo was holding a gun when he was shot by police. After two weeks of administrative leave and internal investigation, the prosecutor is back, but a top aide to Kim Fox is now out of a job. Some good news. If you're a Divi bike rider in the city, a new rewards program is waiting for you in the app. Go ahead, check it out. With the Bike Angels program, you can earn points for taking bikes from crowded stations to those that are running low. Okay, I've heard of an endangered species, but never an endangered historical site. Landmarks Illinois releases a list every year, and my mom's old work building, the Thompson Center, is on the list. To learn more about this loop landmark, read today's newsletter. Now you're saying, Jacoby, I don't get the newsletter. Well, sign up at chicago.citycast.fm. Yeah, I think I'm in year mm, six or seven. How many How many years did you teach? Me, 30. Ooh, let me shut my <laughs> ass up. I'm over here like, I think I'm in, I think I'm in year five or six, I believe. And you were just like, 30, youngster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 30. In the fall, the state announced a new program to support first-year teachers. I've been there. It's a virtual coaching and mentorship program, and it was developed with CARES Act funds to help new teachers during this extraordinarily difficult year. And I'm going to be honest, that sounds like an understatement. We wanted to check in on how it's going as students get back to classrooms in some places and the school year winds down. Louise Stompor is the coaching and mentoring coordinator with the Illinois Education Association. Louise, how's your day going so far? I'm feeling good. We're getting towards the end of the school year. It's good. When I started as a first year teacher, there were support programs in place. You know, I don't think I got a mentor at every single school, but there was some check in, some guidance. You know, how is this program different than other support programs? But also, when you were coming up as a teacher, were these support programs available? Right. So I always think about my first year teaching. I was fifth grade teacher, and I had someone in junior high who was like, hey, if you have any questions, ask me. And that was it. And she didn't teach what I taught. So now what's different is this virtual coach has taught the thing the new teacher is teaching, whatever the grade level content is. So they know exactly what that is. So they have this person to turn to for curriculum. 
I didn't when I began. You know, I just had someone who could tell me about, you know, insurance or things about the school. So a lot of them sit and plan. They have weekly, hourly meetings. And um, they ask the virtual coach for different materials or they plan together or the coach explains how things are done. Mm -hmm. Teachers didn't finish their student teaching last year because of COVID. That means they were starting the school year this year in these unprecedented circumstances. They were hybrid or completely online, something they were never taught. So realize they really needed some help. Mm -hmm. And we had talked about doing this program before just because we needed to help keep teachers in Illinois. There's a huge teacher shortage. How many teachers are we losing? Thousands down south. um, A lot of times they, the children have to take online classes for certain, say like biology or something, because there's not a teacher in the school. Okay. There just isn't the pipeline coming up. What specific supports do you think first teachers need uh, that this program is really trying to hone in and provide? One thing, and a lot of new teachers have talked about, is the confidentiality. They have someone they can talk to because their virtual coach is not in their school. What they have is someone they can talk to, lean on, and no worry that it's going to go back to their school. Because you can have a building mentor in your school, and they all do, but they still teach in your school. How do we keep teachers in Illinois, but also how do we keep encouraging students to go into education as an area of study and a profession? The thing we have to do is we have to stop making in the state, you know, teachers the bad guys because of test scores or pensions or all of the things they talk about teachers down on. That that takes away from anyone wanting to go into education. They say teachers leave in the first five years. So if we can get them past that. Nice. Uh, What is that piece of advice that you give to first year teachers? You have to build relationships with people. I mean, every single person in the school. If you build relationships with your students, you can help them achieve. You can have classroom control. It's all about that. You need a relationship with the secretary. You need a relationship with your peers. You need a relationship with the building janitor. They all make up your community. So everyone's important. Louise, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Again, Louise Stompor is the coaching and mentoring coordinator with the Illinois Education Association. I wish you the best of luck as you get closer to the end of the school year and also as this program moves forward. Thank you, Jacoby. It's nice talking to you. Next up, a new teacher tells us about her experience. So if you can like see my face, you would know that like, <laughs> so this is, I call this technically my first year because like online, it's all new to everybody. So we're not taking ads yet here at CityCast Chicago, but we are talking about our favorite Chicago places. We got this shout out from John Schmidt in Lakeview. Gore Cuisine down in Kenwood, which in my opinion is one of the best restaurants here in the city. I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Senegal, so anytime I'm missing it and you know want some culinary nostalgia, I head down to Gore and see Chef Adama. Everything is great. Uh, they do a rice and fish dish called Chebu Jen on Fridays. It's like they're special, but you got to call ahead to reserve a plate because it always sells out. Now let's keep them coming. Tell us about a place in the city that makes Chicago home. Remember, not a business you own or work at, just a place that you love. Send us an email at chicago at citycast.fm.
technically this is Erica Conwell's second year as an elementary school teacher, but she doesn't see it that way. Remote learning is one of the reasons Erica signed up for the mentorship program. Erica teaches fourth grade language arts and social studies at Grant White in Forest Park. The school I went to prepared me for using just different types of online apps and online things. So I must say that I was prepared in that manner. What I was not prepared for was that students don't know boundaries. Like we said, those boundaries were keeping your camera on, being in a good spot, you know, trying to sit at your desk or sit at an area that you know you won't get distracted. Having people know that, hey, this is your learning time. The struggle is that some students listen, some students don't. Some parents are like, hey, you know what? We could take your Chromebook with you. Let's get in the car. <laughs> You're going to learn while we're driving <laughs> to certain locations. And also just having like parents, some parents have to sit in with their students because they're struggling because they have IEPs or 504s and they're having to sit in and assist their kids. No, that, that makes complete sense. The, the difficulty of, like you said, being pre- prepared to move online from your perspective but trying to prepare students for that is such a different ball game, especially because they're fourth graders, right? Oh, yes. And, you know, they're kids still. And that's the hard part. It's like people have to realize they're still kids and you have to, they need that interaction. They need that social interaction. Like technology takes so long to get them to just log on and to get them adjusted. So you lose those essential conversations with them and them with their peers. Yeah. And you've been in hybrid since February, correct? Yeah. What what does your classroom setup look like? It is going back to whole old school method. So everybody is spaced six feet apart. When I was in school, they taught me how to have like put your students in groups and how it builds the communities. Well, no, we're going to traditional teaching. So uh-huh. everybody's facing forward so we can make sure we stay that six feet apart. And then when you have hybrid, when you're uh-huh. trying to get both of those students online and in line. Like I'm teaching both students. I noticed that a trick for me is to engage both of them, like set up a question and say, hey, put it in the chat. So I have the chat on my Promethean board, which is like a projector. So the um, in-person students can see as well as the online persons can see. What is that program that you've been participating in, that new coaching program? How has that been beneficial to helping you balance with uh, working in the classroom, but also with online students? They have given me a mentor teacher that is amazing. She is 17 years and teaching strong. She has taught uh, fourth, fifth. So she has helped me in the manner of assessments, in the manner of like just general, even because teachers we have, I'm not going to lie, we have a lot of emotional things going on. We have a lot of mixed feelings. Like there are some days I was like, I am drained. I am bawling out crying. Usually I'm not a crier, but I was like, can I just talk to you? So she was there to lend the ear to be able to talk to her. What would this year have been like if you weren't able to reach out to that program? Oh, gosh, I think it would have been more chaotic. I think I, I'm going to be honest. I, I was debating on leaving the field myself because I just I felt useless as a teacher. I mean, students weren't turning in things. I mean, it felt like I did not have a grasp of anything, but it has helped me like stay in the field. And it has helped me evaluate and reflect on my teaching skills, my teaching styles, and to give myself some leeway. So without this program, yes, I probably would have been like, okay, I can't do this anymore. 
as you're coming up on the end of your first slash second slash things all muddles together year, you know, what is that piece of advice that you have for new teachers that are going to be starting in the fall? Give your definitely give yourself a break. Give yourself some leniency. Try to manage your time. Try to fit in at least a day or two where you have your me day. Like if you feel tired, I'm going to be honest, like there were times where I forced myself to complete a lesson plan. And I had so many errors and I was like, and it was just due to me being tired. So it's just, yeah, have some me day, go out, drink some wine, go hang out with friends. Seriously, that I'm that's the teacher's anthem, like wine drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Erica, your fourth graders are lucky to have you. Thank you for coming on CityCast today. No problem. Thank you. You know, like I know, it's Teacher Appreciation Week. So for my final question, I wanted to ask you, who is that teacher in your life? Her name is Nancy Saar. She was my middle school English, like reading language English teacher. I went to John Mills School in Elmwood Park. I'll never forget the things she did. We wanted to do a play. She let us do a play. We'd go on our lunch hour. She just, anything we wanted to, to fill the excitement. It is Teachers Appreciation Week. And so first, I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. But I also want to know, who is the teacher in your life? And where did they teach you? Who's that person that maybe inspired you to want to be an educator? Who is the person that made going to class enjoyable for you coming up? Mr. Smith, so funny. Even though he was a strict teacher, he made me want to go to school. Like, he made me want to enjoy doing the things I do as a teacher. He, he just, he's, he was an awesome teacher to me. Now we need to hear from you about the teacher in your life. For Teacher Appreciation Week, email us at chicago at citycast.fm. Tell us your name, the name of the teacher, and of course, the school they taught you at. That's our show for Thursday, May 6th. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. It's almost Friday, it's almost Friday, one more day until Friday, Friday, it's almost some Friday.